Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful world of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my, my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, hey. How's everybody doing? Good, I guess. A little tired, but mostly good. Mostly good. Mostly Pete? good. I'm doing all right. I kind of have a bone to pick uh, about uh, Ben's bathroom etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. So now, you, I mean, all, are we, are we, are we all talking you, about in a public setting or at our house? Because I have um, my son still doesn't know how to get it in the toilet. No, my son doesn't either. I told him he has to clean the toilet actually tonight. And He's graffitiing my wall. It looks and terrible. I don't like I'm it. Like this is disgusting. There's a reason why nobody pees in that bathroom, and it's because of my son. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> no, it's at work. Okay. So, I mean, we have like four or five stalls. Everybody, all you men out there, know that you're supposed to go in and and do what you got to do and leave. Well, there's always that one guy at work that wants to chat with you about anything that's going on during the day. I don't you guys like have that. those? Do you guys yeah. have those at yeah. your works? But it really bothers me because the guy was talking to somebody else. He was washing his hands, and then the other guy got done, and I went in there, and I, I just couldn't go. I couldn't go, and he talked for like, five minutes and i was just standing so they were having a full-blown conversation or he yes, was talking to you full-blown showing pictures of his daughter so they're going on and on they just, are done with the bathroom at this point done with the bathroom like that is not a place i want my daughter to be talked about so i yeah. can do what i gotta do because it's starting to hurt but anyway so if let's just say an athlete comes in and goes right next to the stall right next to you it's just you and him for some reason he goes right next to you would you talk to him no would you respect him? I would absolutely no. No, that's that's a barrier I don't break. I don't like what, any talking. What athlete are we talking about here? You're like you idolized. Like Michael Jordan. You tell him good game and slap him <laughs> <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> uh yeah, I might I might do something like wait outside the bathroom and then like Isn't that more isn't creepy? That creepier? Hey Michael. <laughs> no. Hi. No, that Hi. is that is way less hey, creepy hey, than I hey, saw you hey, in the bathroom. Yes, uh, hey, the the rumors are true. Well how would you Hi. how would You're you know right next to me in the bathroom? I would, really like you. Would it be that you like saw him <laughs> as you both were going in the stall? Because how would you know that it's an athlete? That's true, because I just look straight or down and I'm not even because he's six or, foot seven. Or were you doing? Oh, so you just noticed you him mean? looking. You like, noticed oh. him looking over into your stuff. You mean to tell me if Mike Daniels walked into the bathroom, you wouldn't you notice as an Mike athlete? That I don't know. Maybe, maybe or maybe not, not a Packers. Every every man knows you just got to stare forward and just count the the speckles of sand in the wall, and then make like Rorschach, figure out what's in the wall, and that's what I that's what I do. I mean, letting you into my world now, which is kind of weird, but anyway, for to break, to break the barrier, Pete's miming. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like imagine. Yeah, that, people can't see what you're doing. <laughs> Very weird combo. I don't know. It just really bothered me today. I had that happen to me today at work. It's always the same guy. I always go to my coworker and I'm like, "Dude, what guess what? Deal? Guess who's in the bathroom?" Right away, he says his name. Yeah, I don't. I only want to talk to someone if we're like both at the sink, like washing our hands. I don't want to talk to someone there's, any there's, other time. There are people at 
at my work that I just I see and I turn the other way because I I don't even really want to say hi. <laughs> I don't know if your place is big enough. So, but you, you so gotta, is it so bad where you just walk in, you see the person's in there, and you just literally walk right back out? But I had you have to go so bad. <laughs> I like guess I don't so. go into that. I had a go, case. I, I had a case last week where <laughs> I should just go to the other bathroom. Something similar. I had a case last week where there was a couple of guys. That, they seem to be in a decent argument. I mean, they're debating something. And they're like, "This guy, let's ask this guy." What? Like, I don't even know you in the bathroom. But I will get, jump in this conversation. No, I didn't no, do that at all. No. It's your your office is pretty small. Is there just one bathroom? Well, our office, we have like a, over 100 people in our building. Oh, in the whole building. Because yeah. you got to find the secret bathroom. Then. There are like, secret bathrooms that I might start going to. Like more. I know of one that's there are a couple. downstairs and like tucked in a corner. And the thing is, though, other people have figured out that that's like a good bathroom. <laughs> and like you can tell, oh, it's the, that norovirus is going around. <laughs> <laughs> it's at, oh. Or the after, or the like mid-afternoon break break spot bathroom yeah that's, that's why we got to remember what was it brat brat we were yes. trying to remember that oh yeah right it's bananas rice, rice. apples and we were forgetting the tea Toast. taco bell oh <laughs> taco, taco bell taco bell's the other way oh Not that's the other way bell. that's yeah. what probably caused it oh right yeah i was thinking the reverse yeah i know anyway that just bothered me today so that's how i'm doing that's what's happening in my neck of the woods <laughs> sorry everyone back to sports <laughs> no, it's good it's good we got that out there there's a couple of people who hopefully learned a valuable lesson from this they're like oh no i didn't i didn't even know i was being that guy yeah don't be that guy don't be that guy all right so, so i may be going into a, a dangerous territory here so this is what happened in pete's nice weekend <laughs> we were so we helped coach our son's basketball team so this is third and fourth graders, right? And everybody knows that third and fourth grade basketball is like the NBA finals. Oh, yeah. So and it was a heated game. Like the, the kids all knew each other. Like we knew we knew so, some of the other coaches. And this is the first year that they, they actually keep score and fouls and have, and have, and have free refs, throws real, and have refs, yeah, yeah, traveling and all that kind of stuff. So it's 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 that a different, a, it's that's a different a aspect up, for yeah. coaching too. Definitely the yeah. traveling, that's a big step up. Yeah, it is. It's a huge step. <laughs> For so a lot of kids. And yeah. we're in week two of the season. How many games do we have? I forget now. I think we only have like six. Total? Well, I think there's I think I thought there was like eight. Oh, maybe eight. And then I think eight and then tournament, tournament at the end. Tournament at the end. Yeah. So when we're we're in week two. Kids are still getting the hang of everything. And um the other team we played, I work with one of the coaches. Not like on a day to day basis, but we work for the same company. And I, I see him from time to time, so we give it the old nod and keep walking. Not in, but bath- the, not in the bathroom, right? Not in the bathroom. <laughs> so it's it's a tight game. I think we're four four, tied at halftime. It's a defensive struggle. Four uh, two. We were leading. Were we winning? All right. So there we go. Or down four. I don't. No, I'm leading four two. We're leading four leading two. Leading four two. Sorry. And we never look back. You'd we'll, make the Dick Bennett Badgers proud. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We crushed it, and we did really good. We ended up winning eleven six. Blew them out in the second half. Yeah. But at some point. There was uh, a call that was made um, on their team that they did not agree with, and they thought that there uh, there was a foul that occurred. So the coach, parents, everybody was not happy, but either way, call was made. And all of a sudden, Pete and I look back because uh, ref's coming over asking us who's going to shoot a free throw, and he apparently 
said assistant coach got teed up. Teed up in nine year old basketball. <laughs> teed up. <laughs> I'm you know, but number one, I'm 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 really disappointed at the ref because he didn't tee him up. He quietly teed him up and was just like, Yeah, he's got a tee. Like <laughs> I'm like, dude, go all out. Go all out. It's third and fourth. Like be that ref. So he was walking anyway. away from the bench and I and I locked eyes on the ref and he's just like this. Did the T single, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I missed that." Oh, okay. Uh, looking down, and I, I'm like, "I don't even know what happened, really." I mean, I know they weren't happy, but it, I mean, you couldn't hear anything. And then we do our team does like line changes, like we have five that go in, five come out. We unless, play hockey rules, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get all the kids involved, unless like a kid needs a quick pick me up, we bring him out and then right. talk him and then coach him up and send him back out again. But anyway, so the kids coming back and they're all giggling, like little schoolgirls. <laughs> You know, like the he, he, you'll never guess what he said. And apparently he had some choice words. So fast forward, it was, it is what it is. I, I don't know why you use any of that kind of language. Apparently like it wasn't necessary. I mean, it's like you said, it was nine year old basketball, yeah. but this isn't what the fun story is. All I'm thinking the whole weekend is I can't wait. And I please pray to God that I see him on Monday. And lo and behold, guess who I see? going to lunch on Monday afternoon. What did you have to say? So I see him walking, and I'm not sure he sees me. But our eyes kind of like, he catches me, and he's like, he like looks at me, and his eyes kind of get big. And across the I, I take a couple like half jogging steps forward, and I do the big like Captain T. I'm like, T him up, <laughs> like, what's up, man? Captain T coming down the, <laughs> coming down the hallway. And he's like, what was that about? I'm like, I don't know. Why do you? feel like you have to swear at refs at a nine-year-old basketball game <laughs> and he got really he started to get a little squirrely because my coworkers were around and they didn't know yeah and it doesn't sound good when you're like uh you swore as a coach at a nine-year-old basketball game it was nuts but anyway so he tried to play around like he didn't actually say anything i don't but know i don't know why i'm picturing patrick swayze looking across the room and like slow motion and like oh <laughs> the time of my life I don't know why. I it was very, that. it was Sorry. very exciting, and then maybe it was just me, and you had to be there. But it was very exciting to have that moment where I got to be like, did completely all animated in front of everybody, like Mr. T. And so that's what Such happened. A great moment to Bobby Knight. Yeah, he's now coaching nine-year-old basketball. Yeah, throwing chairs across the. He's a good guy. Like I just like. Yeah, just, I don't know he if he just he didn't like complain much about it though. So. I didn't I get like really was, mad. I feel like there was a sense of embarrassment at that point. Oh, when yeah. you just got, yeah. when you we have all the parents watching you, and you just got teed up in a nine-year-old game. I think at that point you just take a minute. And just he, he might have just kind of snapped for a second, and then yeah, immediately regret and shame set in. So he's he's adamant that he didn't say anything that was worthy of a tee. But our kids, I talked to three different ones, and they both had a very similar. Yeah, they heard it. Phrase that they heard. So maybe he didn't. Ex- maybe he wasn't the coach that said it. Maybe it was the other coach. But um, I don't know. It was a very fun moment. You gotta own up. Just own up. They didn't have a chance defensively. We were amazing. So yeah, the kids really figured out help defense. Like it, legitimately help and recover. And honestly, we are the Spurs. So it makes total sense. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should take the the Shaquille O'Neal defense. Uh, when he coaches kids basketball, he'll run plays where they just all like all five run at the person with the ball yelling. <laughs> and he says it's surprising. It it leads to a turnover well, quite often we have, where the kid just panics. And 
practice. We have practice tomorrow. I maybe can't we'll, wait to. Maybe we'll install that <laughs> yeah. one. We're gonna tell Coach Jay that we want to install <laughs> yeah, a new we play. We install that. You can call. Just maybe you yell out Shaq, and that's when everyone does it. Yeah, perfect. It's the it's the trap in defense <laughs> yeah. of all five. <laughs> all our blitz. So as everybody knows, we're pretty excited to have Frank with us this upcoming episode. I on really Sunday. hope we don't screw this up. I hope. So. I hope. Yeah, because. When we started this, this was kind of like our first thing that we really wanted to do was interview Frank and get Frank on the show because we are super fans and we consider it, ourselves it Packers. Was, super it was fans, my New so. Year's hope for 2019. Yeah, it happened pretty quick. to talk to a fan Hall of Famer. Everything else has just been preseason. Regular season starts Sunday. <laughs> Buckle Thanks. up, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So yeah, we'll have the good old interview with him, some questions and stories, hopefully, and uh, questionable trivia. Maybe I'll have it, maybe I won't. It's it's questionable to return the trivia That's already, true. but I'm gonna have I'm gonna have something for you guys, something fun. But yeah, is it gonna be like impossible to answer? No. Like, what was the first play after halftime of Super Bowl Thirty One? I don't remember. That's a good I don't one. either. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like that would no. be terrible. I will not have something hard. It might be a little cupcake questions. Frank would know. Frank Frank might know more of them. We'll, yeah. we'll try to gear it. Towards he knows Frank, what defense maybe. was being played. <laughs> He's the Sean McVay of fandom. He is. Yeah. He's amazing. But we want to maybe get some. What do you think, Andy? Get some questions from the fans. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of us have heard Frank in different mediums or whatever. But I think this is a good opportunity for to have fans maybe contribute and. Reach out if they have any questions to ask the guy. We'd love to pass those along to him, so definitely use our mailbag. So if anybody doesn't, if you don't know Frank, Frank Lamping, he is a Packer Hall of Fame, Fan Hall of Fame uh, inductee in yeah. 2017. Yep, so, coming up on two years. So uh, he's a huge Packer fan. He actually has uh, season tickets. He's known as, what is he known as? Jumbo, Jumbotron Frank? Jumbotron Frank, yeah. Yep. yeah. So he wears a hard hat. You see him on TV a lot, actually. He sits, score touchdown. Uh, sits in the end zone. He sits front row in the end zone. He's on the Jumbotron like every game. Front, so, row, yeah. front row Frank? Yeah. Jumbotron Frank? Right. Front row Frank. Time to start showing a little <laughs> cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start oh, that Facebook man. page. But, yeah, so if you don't know, yeah, it, it'll be a lot of fun. So tune in. Tell everybody about it. It's it, He's a great guy. He's been on Bob and Brian a couple of times, and – yeah, we're pretty excited to have him. Now and honestly, if he's on the show, I don't know how we screw that up. <laughs> yeah, he's been on Bob and Brian. Now he's moving on up. QTR. All right. Right, yeah. Well, let's go to some current mail from our listeners. Well, on that note, news and topics. How about those Badgers? Oh, man. They are on quite the slide. They've lost four out of five. I will I will give them the benefit of the doubt of the last game against Maryland, though. They were down 21. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah, they were down. And completely battled back with like a minute to go. They were up by one. And yeah, they was completely a... just gave that game away. Oh, I just when... yawned. Yeah. This team is boring me. Badgers are that boring. They they kind of <laughs> can be. I don't know. It's pretty disappointing. They started out ten and two, and they look. I well, that's the thing though. They 
I don't think anybody should be really worried about this this little stretch. I really feel like they still have the pedigree to be a good tur- tournament team and just a quick turnaround. They they have Hap. They you know they have that one player that that can hopefully lead them. They have the experience on the team. I I believe. Um, What's a little troubling though is if Hap doesn't actually do well, the team yeah, does not do well. Yeah, I feel they rely on Hap way too much. That's true. And at what point does Guard get put on notice? Yeah, I've thought that too. Because last year he he got a pass because it was just kind of the nightmare season. A ton of injuries, a ton of young guys playing. But this year it seems like they have enough talent to be ranked. And well, Part of it is like they had that big stretch at the beginning that I don't think many of us expected quite the success that they had. It's almost like the tale of two teams, similar with Marquette. So Marquette struggled at the beginning of the year. And now they've like hit their stride a little bit. Yeah, Marquette's their their team's uh, trending in opposite directions. Marquette had a nice win without Marcus Howard. Yeah, he had some back tightness, I believe spasms or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, he only played like three, three minutes, minutes. Yeah, no points. But uh, Hauser really had a big game, right? Yeah, but yeah, Marquette's been really pretty impressive. Now, now without Howard and winning like how they did in Georgetown, that's what, a tough thing they, to do when your best player goes down. Right, aren't they top 10, what, top 5 of scoring, something like that? Yeah, they must be, because Howard's... Howard's top ooh. 5 in scoring in the nation, I believe. Howard's about as good, that's of, what I'm thinking of. good of a scorer as I can remember seeing on any you know local teams, for sure. And he's the kind of guy that could really make a difference in tournament time. It helps that he's such a good free throw shooter. Marquette's, uh, they're they're kind of built, I think, for tournament success. I don't know if the Badgers are, though. Well, it's kind of interesting, though, because they were projected before the Maryland and Purdue losses. They were projected as a five seed, and now there's still only a seven seed after those losses on some sites. So they're still hanging around because of their early early wins, I believe. And um, I, don't they play Michigan this weekend? Sounds right. I think they uh, do. Yeah, they do. So that'll be a huge test for them as Michigan's ranked, what, second still? Uh, second in one poll. I think they might be first, first in one of the polls, yeah. too. That'll be uh, an interesting game. I mean, likely they will they won't win that game, but we'll What if see. they hand Michigan their first loss? Uh, Michigan is, uh, yeah, second and fourth, so they're not number one. But they're receiving first place votes. Yeah. Which at 17-0, and 0, I would Hope think so. you would be number one, but <laughs> yeah. uh, Duke still holding down that spot in one of the polls. And to be honest, it'd be hard not to. That squad is just so stacked. Yeah, they have the three best freshmen in the country all coming in the same yeah. class. What? Even though they and, recently and, did lose to Syracuse, but um, and they're still a really good team. <laughs> and probably top five draft pick. Easily. Like those guys, are those, top, those three best, like good yeah. freshmen are probably going top five. Yeah, I would think Zion Williamson's the number First one overall. pick. Yeah. I would, yeah, I don't know. The Badgers just they worry me because it seems like they don't have a reliable second scorer. It should be Trice, but he'll he'll have off games and everyone else is so up and down. Davison, Reavers can so, be so who went on the tear in the second half that kind of of that Maryland game that got them back from the twenty one point deficit? Reavers. Yeah. Yeah, he had a good game. Uh, Drawing a blank with names tonight. This is going to be a rough one. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. They they don't shoot well uh, at the line, and no. that is a huge problem when you're playing in close games. So, right. I don't know. But, yeah, but, you, you kind of think of, of 
go back to thinking of guard though. Like what are his, is he not recruiting well? Like what is going wrong ever since he kind of took the helm? This team has kind of declined big time. They it, can't find that star power maybe. Yeah, or maybe they're just, he just can't coach them up. Yeah, the recruiting's still been good, and they've just been sloppy. That game against Purdue was awful. They had so many turnovers. Ethan Happ had nine turnovers himself. That's something that you're not used to seeing with the Badgers, too. Yeah. Turnovers is, yeah, we all hate turnovers, but. Yeah, but it was not about that. Yeah, that was, it's, they don't look like a Badgers team that we're used to seeing. I mean, your son's basketball team probably looks more like a Badgers team we're used to seeing. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Not this team. Too many turnovers. Just sloppy play. The the game against Maryland too. That lot like ton of guys in foul trouble. Right. It's just always something like that. I think part of the problem that the Badgers generally and typically have, and it seems to be even following suit with, with guard, is the they're not the only show in the state. So like you have Marquette, where guys will go to, and there's other schools like pulling for talent. Yeah, I think so it's like football, where like. Like the Badger football team is like if you want to play D one football in the state, you're you're going, you're going to yeah. The, like, we only have team. one program. Uh, I do think, especially since Wojo's been there for Marquette, uh, they've been pretty interesting to watch for recruiting wise. I think uh, yeah. There's there's talk even him having kind of like a feet to the fire at the beginning of the season. Um, I think he's kind of calmed that a little bit, especially with the run they've been on lately. Yeah, but I think you got to give him at least another season or two. I mean, it's his it's his class yeah. now coming. Yeah, coming I think mature and coming be crazy to want to fire him. Yeah, it, it took him a couple of years to to put his stamp on the program, and now right. that he has, they've looked good. I mean, I, Marquette's definitely a better uh, team right now than the Badgers. So, we got to say, you want to stick with basketball? Jump to a quick NBA talk and a little bit of Bucks. Sure. How about it? Who, if you had to pick right now, would you give the MVP to? Well, being a homer, it's hard to not say Giannis. Although James Harden is making a pretty good case for winning his second MVP award. Yeah, back to back, right? Yeah, he won last year. He probably should have won the year before when Westbrook won. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's really tough because Giannis, it's like a two different players. Harden is probably the one of the greatest scorers we're gonna see in our time. I think he can just make his own shot. He can drive to the hoop. His little step back dribble, 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 <laughs> shoot is pretty insane. Like he can shoot over anybody, and I don't know, just the way he can score is amazing. But he doesn't play defense. He doesn't distribute the ball. Like Giannis does. Giannis, I feel like, is more that team guy. He makes the team better, and himself, he's just so dominant. So, numbers wise, they're like he, Harden's better in steals, maybe, but Giannis is better in blocks. Giannis is better in rebounds. Harden's better in points. So it's it's pretty close, I think. I really, but I really think it has to go to Giannis in my eyes, because Harden's doing scoring what he's eighteen in a row. Now with uh, 30 or more, yeah, which is the greatest ever since the ABA, best best record since the ABA, NBA uh, merger. Um, but, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's, Paul's out. 
all these guys are out right. now, and he's the only guy that's going to be scoring. Like the ball's going to be in his hands right. forever now. If he doesn't score fifty, it's I don't know how he doesn't like. It's just so crazy how quickly he can get points on the board. I think he's probably the he probably scores the most points quietly out of any player in NBA history. Yeah, that's true. The fact that you're like you'll be watching a game, even that Bucks game, where I'm like, eh, he's having a good game or whatever. What is the guy like? I don't know, fourteen, fifteen. I'm like. 28 yeah because they played him 30. so well they like they like played almost they made him go right they were just playing him to the right and he still would just shoot over him like nothing yeah and like if he saw one little mistake if you kind of squared up on him he would just do that 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 step back uh three-pointer and just nail it but this is crazy but yeah, yeah it's it's i just wanted to say this little stack because we we kind of i kind of said the 18 consecutive now um so you know what the record is None mm. for ABA or, or MBA. Most thirty point Most games. Most thirty in point there. games in, in a row. row. Eighteen. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's uh sixty five. Sixty five. I'm guessing it's an. Who old, in the fifties did that? Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's someone like Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain yeah. did it twice. Sixty five. Wow. Remember, he averaged like fifty right. points and yeah. forty points. I think with the ABA or or MBA, whatever, but. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. He'll never probably reach that, but no. But yeah. in this era, although it does help, Harden shooting twelve point eight threes a game. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, they're that Definitely helps. You talk about the Bucks letting it fly. What's yeah. his percentage? Uh, thirty-seven point nine percent. Oh, so about so about Henson you know, level. You know, yeah, I was gonna say just below, <laughs> just below Henson. <laughs> I but don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I I agree with you guys. I think like being a homer too. I think you kind of like favor Giannis, but I I think it's very intriguing. And even Vegas has like the MVP odds to be dead even between those two. You're right. It's like Giannis is a little bit behind him in points, but he does have a, a leg up. Obviously, rebounds are double digits, and then he does like distribute the ball, like you said, and has, and has the block edge. But then you have Harden, who has a edge in steals and even assists. He's what almost six a game, something like that. 8.6. Yeah, 8.6. Giannis is 6. Yeah, so he has a little bit. Of, so, I mean, he does distribute the ball. I just, you, you have to feel a little bit for Harden because there's nobody else to get the ball to. So, you know, he's going to be the one that's going to score all game and they're going to lose. Yeah, no. He's going to score 50 and they're going to lose. Now, Capella's out for like, what, four to six weeks? Right. That team is decimated. There's nobody. So, yeah, their second and third best players are out. So, it's Harden and not the greatest supporting. And Gordon's guys. even out, too, I think. The part I like about. I do like about James Harden that I gave more respect now. I think now too that I've done a little bit more research or like watched a little bit more back game film and even past years is I I thought he was a quite a more of a selfish player. Yeah, but he's actually not. I don't think he is. I think he's actually a pretty good team player, and I think he's actually a pretty good leader of a basketball team. Where he's like, I have the best chance this team has to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna without complaining or saying a word about it, puts the team on his back and gives them the best chance to win. And I was listening to Bill Simmons today. They were talking about what the debacle of the Celtics and how like Kyrie Irving is just calling out players left and right. So it's just a polar opposite. Yeah, things have gotten a little little ugly in Boston. <laughs> right. So could happen to a better team. Ten year olds now realize that Harden, Durant, and Westbrook were on the same team, right? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, that's nuts. <laughs> They've all won MVPs. My that goodness. should be a thirty for thirty. Nobody thought Harden would be the best out of those three. I mean. Granted, Durant's probably the best player out of those three, I I would yeah. think. I don't know. It's debatable. Yeah, since, even Westbrook now, I think, is fading. 
Yeah, I think yeah, when bit. you look back, people got a little carried away with the uh, Westbrook triple-double and giving him the MVP. You know, uh, Harden had more assists than him that year. Right. Harden averaged 29 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. It's like triple-doubles, they're nice, but that stat's a little overblown. Like, why is averaging 10 rebounds and 10 assists so much better than averaging 8 rebounds and 11 assists? Like it what doesn't does it matter. I know. That's you got why one, scoring 10 more one more but, rebound. But I think, though, that does play into why Westbrook won MVP is that was the narrative of the season. That was the biggest talking point of this is crazy. Someone's going to average a triple-double. So what's the biggest talking point or narrative, or bigger, I should say, between the Bucks' rise to power versus Harden's crazy streak of scoring these 30-point games every night, and he's had a couple big 50-point games. That might be what decides the MVP is how people view this season, what's kind of the narrative of the season. And I might give a slight edge to Giannis, too, because we did see Harden and the Rockets be a one seed last year. I think the Nationals are still trying to come come to grips with the fact that like Milwaukee's a legit powerhouse, and I think they're finally starting to come around to realizing it's like that the story and the narrative i mean with the with the loss today by toronto the celtics took care of them today Good job, and, boston and, and us winning over uh, memphis mm-hmm. we're now tied well we're, i think we have first because we won the head-to-head but yeah, yeah even we we have a 727 to 717 yep percentage so but yeah tiny i think a bit it, of a advantage in if you really look percentage. at it rockets are fifth right now in the West, granted, 25 and 19, but I don't know. I just feel like what the Bucks are doing and, and what Giannis is doing, he's just getting better every year. I just feel like there's nobody better than him right now. Especially just how much the team has accelerated exponentially in a half a season under Coach Bud. It's just it's really close, though. Like you, you can't say that Giannis is above and beyond better than Harden because Harden's just amazing right now, so... Yeah, it'll it'll be a, a race to the end, but it might come down to what where their teams are in the, in the league. If the Bucks finish first, you kind of almost have to give it to Giannis, right? Yeah. I mean, my my last month of like we kind of talked about this amongst ourselves and a little bit on the podcast, and I I just never thought like Harden scoring like this was sustainable. Like I I just never thought he would, we'd be talking about this a month later. Yeah, and he's still putting up ridiculous numbers. So I still don't think it's sustainable throughout the season. But I think so. If you look at the both. If you think if you look both situations, I think the Bucks and Giannis have a more sustainable like outlook that they can consistently kind of keep producing these type of numbers. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you're pretty much going to get 27 plus out of Giannis game in and game out, 13 plus rebounds. Are you really thinking that Harden can really go through the whole season? I guess if you keep shooting like 12 threes a game, if that's going to be the game plan, but. I get to find it hard to sustainably like score forty plus the rest of the season. Just not going to happen. And for the and Buc- I'm going to be wrong. For the Bucks, though, we're past the halfway point yeah. of the season, and the Bucks just they keep on rolling. They still haven't lost back to back games. Differentials and, back up to ten. Yeah, that's crazy. that's crazy. And yeah, the narrative might be that Giannis took the Bucks, and of course, Coach Bud and. A lot of guys playing well. Lopez to the number one seed. Like Bledsoe. Would you have ever guessed the Bucks could be like a sixty win team this year? I didn't think even if things went 
completely their way that they'd be a 60 win team I thought maybe like low 50s would be like a great season that'd yeah. be I'd be ecstatic if they could win like 52 games and yeah right but when you have a, a 727 win percentage they're crushing it at home and plus five over 500 obviously in the road although too. according to uh Kyrie Irving he says the Celtics would run over everybody in the league yeah, so okay that's what he says tonight because they beat the Raptors. Yeah, congratulations. Guess they beat been the there, Raptors twice. Been there, done that. <laughs> the Bucks, uh, next next game against the Raptors, which is coming up in a couple weeks, I think at the very end of the month, that's huge. That huge. Bucks win that. They have the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's such a big game. But that is that at Toronto? Right. Yeah, yes, it's at, it's at Toronto. Toronto. So, yeah, that'll be a big game. But, but right now, yeah, Bucks are on pace for 59.6 wins. So they're right there teetering on the edge of Coach Bud getting another team to 60 wins. I mean, I, I'll admit it. I, I thought they'd be fourth, fifth, battling with the Pacers. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of amazed the Celtics and Seven Sixers are where they are, fourth and fifth in the league, in the East right now. But yeah, they're uh, just a huge surprise for me. It's just amazing how how Bud Ball has been in 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 milwaukee and it's yeah, just so. it's just great but the the forum is the pfizer forum is is amazing too like that playing on that court has to be great you're so close to the right. fans and the i don't know that that stadium's got to be great to play at too so that probably is a bump i hope that's a big selling point too to free agents or keeping current guys around as look we have this brand new state-of-the-art State arena it's it's being sold out it's they have the heated seats for the players Oh, nice. Did you guys hear about that? No. Yeah. Are they still yeah. there? Because I thought one game I saw they weren't there. Maybe they're being worked on. <laughs> I don't know. They That was the thing where the, the new doctor that was part of the Olympic team came in like they like designed these seats to keep the core body at the optimal temperature. So I think they're heated to like 90 degrees to keep the muscles at like optimum peak performance. They, so they can also to, raise and lower them. And they're, and they're customized for the player's height. Because when you look at Giannis oh. in a normal chair, it's not comfortable, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so, Coach Bud, Coach of the Year, I think. So. I think gotta be by shooting, far right? has to be. Yeah, so far. And the latest odds that I that I saw, granted, it's from like what January fourteenth or fifteenth. Who do you think has the best odds of winning the NBA championship? I would still Vegas. say Golden State. I think Golden State. Who do you think is two? Two. Um, let me look at Toronto. Teams. Don't look it up. I'm, I'm just looking at teams. Toronto. Here. I would say two is probably Celtics. Toronto. Yeah, nice. Three. Then I would say Bucks. Nope. No. I'll go with Celtics. Celtics. Mm. Tied for fourth. Tied uh, with Thunder and Bucks. Seventy Sixers and Bucks. <laughs> Dang. Denver. No. Nope. I'm shaking my head so nobody out there can understand what I'm doing, but <laughs> I'm shaking my head to those those answers. What? Not well, who Houston. The heck would it be? Is yes. It Houston? Houston? Tie with Houston plus 1,400. I guess well, just, that'll change. I guess just looking at when Houston gets healthy. So fourth, fifth. Yeah, so they're kind of stuck around, for fourth guess, but Is those two. So then sixth goes to L.A. Lakers. What? Not even in the playoffs right now. That's just the... Like, they do know LeBron's still hurt, right? Uh, there are people who just will bet that just because it's Lakers and LeBron. Then after that, it's OKC and Philly. So, yeah, Denver. I'm surprised OKC isn't higher than that, but 
I mean, Golden State laid the wood to Denver. Like that was a no love, Giannis. Listen to that. Vegas does not like the Bucks. When so you're, I, I, I'm surprised. It's, I guess betting is probably still skewed one way or the other, but it just seems a little bit off. When it Some comes when it comes to uh, coach of the year, is there is there really much competition? I guess I uh, so. Denver. Mike Malone with Denver. He's I I guess that'd the be only, the only guy I think, right? Yeah, because it does seem usually go to the team that made the biggest leap. Yeah, and and right now it's just it's pretty much just Denver and and uh, Milwaukee because you can't put the Lakers in there. They're not even in the playoffs right now. So, yeah, I would I would think it's Coach Bud by a landslide unless something really bad happens. Yeah, it'd be nice to see uh, see the Bucks uh, clean up with some of these awards. Once upon a time, we were getting excited about Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Now we could have like MVP, Coach of the Year. Uh, isn't Giannis even getting a little buzz for Defensive Player of the Year? Um, I don't know. There's still those normal guys for Defensive Player of the Year. Gobert and uh, Kawhi. Who else would be in there? I'm trying to just rattle them off from the top of my head. Paul George. George, yep. Anthony Davis. Looking at but some other guys who are... I think Giannis is still top 10 defensively, I would say. But I, I don't think he's I don't think he's defensive player of the year. Yeah, he probably doesn't quite make that, that elite tier. No, not yet. But he really can have a huge impact on some of these games with his defense, especially because uh, he seemed all right tonight. I know he's been a little bit banged up, but he seems to be able to play through it pretty well. I know the the game against the Heat, they they shut him down pretty early because yeah, you know, they were destroying them. But I think he might have still been a tiny bit injured then. He, they left him in to get the triple-double yeah. and then pulled him. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic tonight, though. Giannis uh, blocks or posterizes Gasol and then comes down and, and just stuffs Gasol. Yeah, see, there's <laughs> Gasol a, yeah. tried to give it back to him, and he just stuffed him. There's that that was great. Yeah. Young young Giannis would have been dunked on, and been, but he's a little stronger now. So you feel like it's interesting. Memphis, like Memphis, was like a hot team first half or the first part of the first half of the season. Yeah, they and they saw. just and they just kind of wheels terrible. fell off the second half, and they're not, they're looking to be like a top lottery pick. Yeah, I think uh, teams figured out too what well, they were doing. They got a little bit banged up. I mean, if they were in the East, they'd be a nine seed right now. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> I just, think, there's, I just think there's so many other teams around that same 19 win mark. Like you have the Detroit Pistons and Pistons, you have Magic, Washington still Washington, fighting. Yeah, you got Mavericks and yeah, there's a their, lot of teams there. It'd be in their sure. best interest to just tank and try to get in. Right. They have Jaron Jackson Jr. as you know high oh, yeah, pick, right. so they might as well just tank and get yeah, another guy. About that guy. But yeah, they the uh, the style they play, they just don't have the guys to play fast pace and shoot no, threes. No. So they try to grind you down. And I think teams have figured out a bit that, that they're going to be the slowest pace team in the NBA. And now they know how to approach them. I know uh, the Grizzlies are allowing the fewest points in the league, but by advanced metrics, that doesn't mean a lot nowadays right? because they're also scoring the fewest points in the league. <laughs> right? I think they're tied with the Bulls for fewest scored. So, yeah, they're just playing that that style of trying to. They're doing it tonight. They're trying to slow it down, clog the paint, not allow Giannis much and, room to work. And then we scored forty-one in the third. Yeah, because they 
the Bucks started out like, was it one of 10 or something from three? They were just ice cold. And then all of a sudden, yeah, once the three started falling, the game flipped in yeah. a hurry. And everybody in the Bucks scored at least five or more. Yeah, that's always nice to see when you can, uh, can empty out the bench. Yeah, D- DJ had 13, I believe. And yeah, he's he's looking to be back on track. Yeah, good to have him back. So it makes you wonder, I thought I'd never say that this year. Right? I never would have guessed. That's just insane. It makes you wonder what's going to happen, like if Memphis is going to be a seller coming. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys realize this, or it kind of snuck up on me pretty quickly that first week of February is already the trade deadline for the NBA. So yeah, that does February come February 7th. They should. February 7th. February 7th, 3 p.m. I mean, I would. Used to be the All-Star break. Yeah. But no longer. Did the All-Star game get pushed back further? I don't think so. I thought it was always around like that was final it? Valentine's Day. I just think they moved the the trade deadline up. Man, those were the good old days. I remember that like yeah. we'd sit in, we'd sit in your room and watch the dunk contest and yeah. the three point contest. And like the past year ones, it was back man, when the back when Carter dunk was dunking. Con- when, when Vince when Carter real was players actually did it. Yeah, that's, that's one of the last times I remember really loving the dunk contest was Vince Carter. Also, um, or even the Rick Barry year. Oh, oh or, yeah. Well, Zach or, Levine did some fun stuff. Yeah, Zach right? Levine was. There's been a couple guys that have been good lately. Um, but they give him so many chances to do it now where it's like kind of like, oh, he misses it five times and then he does it awesome. Yeah. Like, no, that's not, no. Domin- was, Dominique never missed a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good one with uh, Nate Robinson against Dwight Howard where Dwight yeah. Howard went to a phone booth and came out of Superman. Yeah. So then Nate Robinson went and put on kryptonite <laughs> basketball <laughs> shoes and that was pretty good. But, yeah, that was good too. But otherwise, yeah, it just seems like we need someone like Zion Williamson to uh, come and like liven this up. Some guy who's just like some, some crazy that. athlete who actually wants to do the dunk contest because so many guys just say, you know, eh, not interested. So yeah, the trade deadline though. I mean, I don't know what you what what can you do to to make this Bucks team better. I, I don't think they need to make any moves really. I mean, what what would be on their wish list? That's the thing is like. We don't knock on wood. You don't have any really significant injuries like we've had in the past couple of years. So, yeah, I, I uh, Bledsoe's been so good. So you don't need that point guard. You've got Hill. Hill has was seems like to be an awesome trade right now. And um, yeah, I just I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head that I would want. Like, like maybe a little stronger with a backup big man. Is that that much of a need right now? You know, it's, yeah, it, I don't know. It's Thon, yeah. but they play Ilya Silva at center. Right, and Giannis sometimes plays Giannis, that late, late five. Yeah, if you put Giannis at it's the five. positionless that, basketball with this team, though. I mean, yeah. Everybody just kind of finds a spot on the court. It's it's not really, you don't really need a center. Because, <laughs> yeah, you can play like DJ Wilson and yeah. Giannis together, and Giannis plays the five, or Giannis and Ilya Silva, and either of them can play the five. So, I don't know, because... Thon's probably the only guy who's really more of like a traditional center. But otherwise, I don't think there's much need unless they want to make some crazy splash and get like a Bradley Beal or one of those guys that's being thrown around. I think the only thing you maybe would consider would be another big man. It's the guy who maybe can come off or like rotate in or maybe a little bit more athletic than, than Brooke. I think the... The emergence of DJ kind of maybe put a little bit of that to bed, but the idea, like with Urson being a little bit injury prone so far this season, and then Brooke 
isn't always the perfect fit if you have a little bit more athletic lineup that you're going against. So maybe if you find a little bit more athletic big man to kind of sub in there. I don't know. I've heard rumors of like Dwight Howard being <laughs> as an option. Never. That guy is. It's rumored uh, every year, I think. That <laughs> guy, when will teams learn? He ruins every team he goes Yeah. To. He shows up and they immediately tank and stories come out that he's fighting with everybody on the team. Uh, I'm surprised that guy's still in the league, honestly. Yeah. No, yeah, I'd be I'd be pretty actually I'd be amazed if they made a trade because of their money situation. I feel like they kind of want to go into the summer with a lot of money and they don't want to take on more money right now and unless it's like a really good deal that it's just like, you know, he's going to be a free agent after the year. Mm-hmm. But kind of like a George Hill, you can you can buy him out, but I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel like you want to ruin what they have right now. They're they're just gelling so well yeah. that I, I think adding something might hurt. But that would just be like an interesting riddle. Me this, like the idea if you bring in that kind of that center presence, even if he's just more or less the guy who just is the authoritative figure in the middle on top of Giannis, and if you could actually put out a lineup that consists of like a, a Brogdon, Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, and Dwight Howard, it'd be a pretty scary lineup to go out up, up against in the East. In theory, yeah, it would be until Dwight. I'm not saying they're going to do it until until there's a cancer <laughs> and then totally derails the whole team. I, I hear what you guys are saying. Yeah, but to have some sort of it's just one. It's just one name I heard tossed around because the Wizards are trying to blow up, legit blow up their team defensive presence. Yeah, I just don't see them going after a guard. The Bucks. I mean, they've got a good starting five, and then they've got plenty of pieces off the bench. I think you just stand pat. So far, they have the the fewest losses in the NBA. So something something's working right. Yeah. They've already made a couple trades anyway, so yeah, yeah. I think I think they're done. <laughs> so before we jump into the the big championship games this weekend, the Packers made um, some of the initial moves to the staff for Matt Lafleur. Nathaniel Hackett hired as offensive coordinator, former Jaguars. You know that exciting Jaguars offense. It's so exciting he was fired mid-year, right? He was in November, yeah. Well, he must have done something right to get hired. And hey, the Jaguars did make Blake Bortles at times look competent. Right. Enough that he no. got paid a ton. So I, I guess like the thing, I hope he brings in how he made the, what was it, the 2017-2018 Jaguars look like one of the best offenses in the NFL. Not necessarily this past year where he got fired in November. But it definitely is. It goes from being a a really, really crappy car to like a extremely sports car with the amount of weapons that the Packers offense potentially has for him to work with. He went from a, a Segway to a Ferrari, basically. Essentially. So it's kind of interesting on Twitter. Michael Cohen uh, said he talked to a former Jaguars running back coach, Tyrone Wheatley, who worked with Nathaniel Hackett, and he said – and quote he said Tyrone Wheatley said I think that duo can be very very dangerous the more a quarterback can do the more Hackett is going to think of the more he can handle the more Hackett is going to give and Rodgers is in constant control one of the best in the game just watching Aaron play and watching him progress over the years his mental aptitude for the game is phenomenal and I think him and Hackett together will just be absolutely dangerous that's kind of what's from at Michael Cohen that's kind of what I've heard as well is is He's a Frankenstein as far as it comes with offensive theories and, and a mastermind when it comes to offensive football. So, I mean, I've heard good things coming out of it. I've heard good things about LaFleur, too. So maybe you're marrying them both together. And 
if he's going to challenge Rodgers, I think that's going to be a pretty deadly combination because cerebrally, you have to think Rodgers has got to be one of the best in the game. Well, yeah, just looking at that quote too, like the more Rodgers wants to do, the more he's going to give him. So that's something that he's not going to limit him in this offense, which which Mac I felt we we all felt did is just uh, kind of held Rodgers back we, maybe. Yeah, because we saw some of our, our fair share of of Jaguars offense and Jaguars games in theory when we were watching Red Zone. So I mean, that, take that with a grain of salt. But they did have some very creative stuff, and they did produce some decent, awesome offensive output. But anytime you're hamstrung with the likes of Blake Bortles, and I forgot who their other backup that they rotated. Cody Kessler. I mean, it's hard to put a whole lot of emphasis. Yeah, but didn't last year, that. didn't they have the best rushing team last year? When I think they Fournette, were number one in the league last when year. Fournette was really playing well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, I think he's a great fit. I, yeah. And from what I've read, I, th- I think he'll fit w- well. I mean, he's not going to call the plays. LaFleur's going to call the plays. Yeah, so and, and that's part of it, different. too, is uh, LaFleur had to find a guy who was okay with not calling the plays right. and someone he could see himself working with well, yeah, that they could yeah. bounce ideas off each other and we're on the same page kind of about what their philosophy is going to be. So, so I, I, know you, I know you talked about Munkin, and the more I hear about Hackett, I think it might be a better fit between, yeah. between Matt and Aaron. Yeah, the more you think about it, he was going for head coaching jobs, and he probably wouldn't wouldn't have been a good fit. I, yeah. just, hope, I just hope it's an offensive coordinator that's willing to stay around for a little while. Yeah, you hope so. Yeah. yeah. So all they have left is, uh, what, special teams? Yeah, which. And then uh, Joe Wick got fired, though. It's all that. Which a lot of the coaches were, were able to just look for jobs. But Joe Witt and uh, Ron Zook were fired. So they were let go. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Like they've, they've kind of, I don't know, Joe Witt was a kind of a guy who voiced that he wanted to be a defensive coordinator. Um, I think he put his name out there uh, this past year, I believe. So it's kind of interesting how they just kind of let him go. But they have a lot of positional positional uh, coaches to go. and But the main one probably is special teams. I don't, I don't know any special teams, guys. No, that's that's not one that even the most hardcore sports fans right. are really like, oh, this guy's going to be great. The only picture in my head is like back in the 90s, there was a Cowboys special teams guy who was always like all over the place. He was running around like crazy. I don't remember his name, but I'll have to find that for next week maybe. Was, is that all that made him famous? Is he just ran yeah, around? Yeah, he was just crazy. Yeah. yeah that's, that's all That's all the special teams guy has to do is just run around and be happy because a field goal was made. Yeah, they ran one successful fake punt in 16 games and he's <laughs> doing cartwheels on the yeah. sidelines. LaFleur did keep Ben Sermons, running backs coach. Yeah, he kept uh, another guy too, right? Kept two guys yeah. at least, I think, but anyway. Were all these uh, coaching moves so far, have they been LaFleur's doing? Do we know? I would think so but i just i, I never, would think he had a part in it but i i would think because i'd like to see him build his own staff but as we know, pointed know, out we have i know the big i know some of the i think the big push was they want to get rid of the the complacency left over from the mccarthy years um i heard there was rumors that they they offered camp and then like a position but he was going to look elsewhere and he went took his talents to cleveland oh cleveland but I think other than that, I think he was trying to build his own staff. I am kind of surprised uh, that McCarthy didn't get hired and is already. Did McCarthy take himself out of the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said he's taking the year off. 
once he once reali- he didn't get the Jets job, he was, once he realized what was left out there, I don't want to be white, a Bengals head coach. White-eyed Gase got <laughs> yeah. the job because <laughs> yeah. that's what happens. That's why that's why you wanted the Packers to act fast. Is once that first domino fell, it was a flurry of moves, and now you got a couple teams yeah. sitting there, no head coach. I guess at this point they can just wait, maybe get like Flores or the Patriots or. He's he's looking like he's going to Miami, right? Flores. I think so because it's what it's, I heard. It's Miami and Cincinnati, yeah, that, that don't have coaches. So, right. yeah, at that point they can kind of sit back. There's no rush now. So speaking of those Patriots, they uh, face off against the Chiefs. You want to go over the the big championship games a little bit here? All right, let's do it. So Chiefs Patriots. Let's start there. They uh, faced off what in week uh, six, I believe. Week six, it was forty-three to forty. Patriots in, won that game in New England. In New England, so this is the uh, first time New England uh, hasn't been favored in Brady's last 60, 67 starts. Wow, impressive, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, nine of nine of the last twelve last championship games, Brady as Patriots have been favored too. So they yeah. they lost one. When was the last time they were not at home? I can't remember for the championship game. Uh, Denver. Yeah, so Peyton, Peyton's year. So yeah, yeah, they, Peyton's last year. So a couple 50? times, they, yeah, the three times they weren't favored, they lost to Peyton twice and the Ravens. So Ravens at home and Peyton, I think, was both away. Yeah, that sounds right. I know that that Denver team, that crazy defense with Peyton Manning. Doing his best Blake Bortles impersonation mm. was yeah. uh, what were his hands gonna fall off or his arm was falling <laughs> off? Yeah. So yeah, Chiefs are only favored by uh, three fifty-five is the over/under, but uh, I think weather might play a. It's gonna be pretty it's cold. Supposed to be single digits, right? And yeah, it might be raising up a little bit, but who knows? Yeah, it's, I know be. it's supposed to be chilly. We've we've all felt we've that. all been there before. Right. Championship game, we've all yeah. So if history repeats from like our experiences, people of Arrowhead are in for a big disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, sit in the freezing cold and for watch them lose five hours. <laughs> so what's your what's your X factor in that game, guys? Running game, which I think the Patriots actually showed they're a very competent and able team to be able to to do that. So I, I think the colder it gets, actually liked New England better, even though Damian Williams and has shown that they can he can take over over the Kareem yeah, Hunt piece of it, but I, I I'm not sure. Yeah, so yeah, that I, I agree with that. I think I think the Patriots running game will play a huge part in who wins this game because the I believe the Chiefs were last in DVOA to the end of the season, uh, a rush defensive lies, uh, according to Football Outsiders. So I think it'll be very interesting if if the Patriots just try to get that run game going. And try to kind of keep Mahomes off the field yeah, I don't because know. and keep that that uh, crowd quiet. Because I don't know where Sony Michelle came from, but he became a really worthy of his first round pick for sure. Apparently, they were saving him all year. <laughs> but that line looked much better. Like Brady looked like the best he's ever been in, in running that offense. So I'll take I'll take the ageless wonder it's almost, experience. Yeah, it's almost like they uh, they just kick it into playoff mode then where. You could see their offense last week with so many quick passes of just get the ball out. Don't let Bosa and Ingram pass rush. And the Chiefs have pass rushers too. They had two guys with 
double-digit sacks. I think Justin Houston had nine as their mm-hmm. third pass rusher. I think it's going to be a lot of the same of hit Edelman, hit James White, quick passes, uh, Sony Michelle getting the ball. I do think uh, one guy who could be an X-factor is uh, Tyreek Hill. He kind of can be in any game, but uh, we'll see how the Patriots handle his speed. I know that's been one thing that's a problem for them is uh, their defense isn't known for having a lot of players who can cover a lot of ground, and he's someone who could be kind of a game-breaker, not just running like a streak, but maybe catching like a slant taking off with it i think he would be my guy to keep an eye on so you guys got any predictions who do you think is going to win this game i'd pick the patriots to get the super bowl so i'd be it'd be sacrilegious to to bow out now i know i feel the same way i don't want to go against my chiefs pick from before so i'm going to stick with the chiefs oh yeah i i'd have to go the same way because the chiefs have lost all four of their games versus playoff teams by a combined of 14 points only so that's, I, that's pretty impressive to me. They only lost by three to the Patriots, 43 to 40. I think uh, being home, I think they earned that right, and I think it's going to be huge for them, and I can't wait to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Patriots. 27-21 is what I'm saying. I'll I'll say a score even. Oh. <laughs> so you have the the under? The under in, on that, yeah. In points. So I think the weather will kind of contribute to that maybe a little bit. I just I want someone different. I'm kind of sick of these Patriots Super Bowls. Gotta we, admit, yeah. we've had eight of them. Too many. All right, <laughs> All right we get it. Oh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't disagree with you. The the want versus what I think will actually happen are two different things. Yeah. So let's go over to the NFC and uh, Rams Saints. Of course, Saints are favored by three and a half. Uh, over under is fifty seven and a half. The last I checked. More excited for this game. Yeah, this should be a pretty fun game. Happy fortieth birthday, Breeze. I believe his birthday was yesterday. Old man. So uh, kind of an interesting stat that I found. Goff, he has an 82.7 rating on the road, 10 TDs and 9 interceptions on the road. Also, without Cooper Cup, his completion percentage has gone down 10%. He's uh, nearly 100 yards less a game and uh, nearly 2 yards less per attempt. So without Cooper Cup the last 9 games, it's, he's had kind of a rough go of it. Yeah, that is interesting. Yardage. I know he had a really bad stretch for a, a couple games there where he was like, I don't know, a yeah, couple that, touchdowns. And yeah, like that poor Rams offense with, with 250, 280 yards rushing. Yeah, now that they got um, Mike Tolbert 2.0, CJ <laughs> Anderson to run yeah. the ball along with Gurley. Yeah, what do you put? He looks like he put on like 60 pounds. He looks yeah. big boy. It is interesting that both matchups are. Hall of Fame veteran quarterback against a young upstart. You get Brady and Breeze, the 40-year-olds in the playoffs, and then yeah, we got right. these guys that they could be their dads, like early 20s. Yeah, so just looking at uh, X-Factor for this game, I really think it is golf, for my my opinion. The Saints rank, uh, they're in the bottom four of the league in pass defense, actually. Uh, granted, they looked a little bit better last week, but um, I really think if, if Goff can find his way, pick pick apart that defense a little bit, the the Saints might have a little bit of trouble on their hands. I, I'm still of the opinion that I, I think the, the toughest defense that they saw would have been the the Dallas defense that they that they saw last week. So I think they got through that. And that's like like you said, I think it's a, Goff is the good X is a actually pretty good X factor. I think if Goff doesn't actually hurt this offense, 
just does what he has to, runs the game yeah. plan. I yeah. think I think they'll be okay. I think they can if you're gonna go with a shootout, I, I trust that the Rams out of any team can keep up with them. I like the Rams. Let's just admit this game will be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. I th- I think this will be This is a game where I could care could less. Could be in the forties. Who wins, I guess. Uh yeah, I I think I'm gonna stick with my earlier pick and go with the Rams. Uh I kind of feel like the Saints haven't played a really great game for about like a month and a half. Yeah, that's true. I know they 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 did what they had to do to win last week. It was right. impressive the fact that they shut down the Eagles after falling behind fourteen nothing. But still, it's just there's something about the Saints that they haven't quite clicked the way they were early in the season. I don't know what that is exactly. I know they're they're always deadly at home though. Yeah, I just have a feeling that the Saints can hit you in a lot of ways offensively. And a lot of ways. How many more ways do you want from the Rams? I know. But CJ Anderson, okay. Todd Gurley's like another <laughs> wide receiver. Hey, you want a wide receiver? How about how about Robert Woods? Robert Woods not good enough for you? What about, who else can we get? Reynolds? Yeah, but Andy, do they have Taysom Hill? Brandon Cooks? Taysom Hill plays Gunner. They don't on, have Drew Brees. Gunner on punts right, and quarterback fair. and threw a touchdown pass that oh, got called back, but Drew Brees, Camaro, Ingram. Thomas, oh, we could have it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So Come on talk, now. So you, but they have Breeze. Golf is so, not good so on I the will, road. I will tell He's you this. not good on the road. So We're talking about birthdays. Breeze got his birthday present last week. It is Sean McVay's birthday, January 24th. So happy 33rd birthday. Welcome to your first wow. Super Bowl, Sean McVay. <laughs> You're calling Wait, what? He's younger than us? Yes, he is. Oh, my God. January 24th, 1986. It's just a bunch of kids out there. <laughs> hey, he's the youngest coach. <laughs> we would still be young coaches. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're still young coaches. Okay. Yeah, we're going to start our coaching career um, soon. Well, I think that I really do think that the, the Saints being at home, I have to give it to Breeze. That's a good edge, though. Home, home field advantage I think 30, is pretty legit. 38 to 32, Saints. That's, I'm not going away from my picks. I guess if there's any other team going against – the Saints being at home, I mean, the Saints are used to, and they're a very fast offense, but the only other offense that can go toe-to-toe being fast and playing on that indoor turf has got to be the Rams. So that's, I think, what will make yeah. it super fun. Yeah. We're all going to stick with our um But I, got, I have to admit, I kind of, deep down inside, I don't care about my prediction, and I want Rams-Patriots, and I want the Rams to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl and just like and a payback that, and then it's done. And then the Patriots. The empire falls. Yes. It crumbles. It crumbles around everybody. I, I death, agree with that. The Death Star blows up. It's not a trap. So it it, <laughs> it finally happened. It took it only took since we started this podcast for Pete to come around to buy into my vision that we that you can't vote against the Patriots until you stick the bloody fork in it and, and call it done. It's and true. it's gonna be Sean McVay and the Rams. Yeah. I'd be all for that. And this Although was, I would love this, to see Breeze. So this was actually this is what's actually going to happen. Though, so. so because I said that like that, it means that the Chiefs are going to win in yeah. embarrassing fashion, <laughs> and that'll be the real true end of the dynasty. And not only that, I'll be so like like whatever, and then I'll be so distraught that the Saints are now going to take care of and completely shove. Yeah, it'll be like thirty to three, it'll be unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Going by Vegas, uh, they have the Saints as plus 170 as the favorite to win the Super Bowl, but it is so close between the four teams. Chiefs are plus 190, Patriots are plus 200. I mean, the Patriots are the third odds, and you're only you're getting two to one on them, and then the Rams are plus 280. But this is, I would say, one of the better 
final fours I can remember where I really feel like any, teams. any matchups possible and any team could win the Super Bowl and I wouldn't be shocked. And it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Speaking of winning Super Bowls. Fantasy football. We got we to gotta do this and get a, get you guys out of here. Andy has won, obviously. Yeah. It's over. It's, it's, it's over. But Wait, there's, there's a mini. I think there's a mini pinchy bowl. Are you putting the trophy up? The trophy up? No. For our tro- matchup? No. No. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you, okay. you two can argue about this. Trophy's last, not up. Last week, I'll just <laughs> go to sleep over here. Let me know when I need to draft. So we have one more week of our fantasy football draft. And um, Andy has won, but I am ahead of Mike <sighs> by three points? Two oh, points. Oh, this is still going on. Okay, okay. How many points? Two points. Two points. There's no way we can tie that. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Yes. Which would then come down to total points scored. Which is, do you have it? Nope. Okay. Because <laughs> would, would That's very suspenseful for... <laughs> We'll we'll have it. We'll tweet it if, out. Because you know, there's one guy out there that tallies everything and is keeping track and and rooting for one of us. It will require going on draft.com and, and looking at and every match, us, every and trying to find our drafts, everyone we've ever draft. we've done. That's true. But um, hopefully that doesn't happen. But it could. It could easily happen. I'll, fi- I, I'll I, I want it to happen. Just I'll for, figure just it out before Sunday, so we know. So let's do our little draft here. Uh, Randomizers, Pete first, Mike second, I'm last. Well, you deserve that. With all your first place some, finishes. Some would argue that last place is a good spot to draft in these final rounds. So I got to admit, I, I finished last four times. Mike, you finished last three times, and Andy two times. And I'm yeah, still second. That, that probably is why I'm in first, Pete. I'm still just second. I'm bad at winning <laughs> weeks. Still second. I'm bad at winning weeks. <laughs> I get a lot of seconds. I get a lot of last and first. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Hey, you go big or go home. Ricky Bobby. All right. I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to just go all dark horses. It's just I'm just okay. going to randomly pick because last week was kind of random. Sony Michelle. <laughs> all right. All right. Makes life easy on me. Alvin Kamara. All right. Even easier for me, Todd Gurley. And? Michael Thomas. That's, uh, that's quite the duo to get. Uh, back to me. He owes me because last week he threw zero touchdown passes. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. I hear he's got some ketchup for you. Yeah. You should call him Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes? Do you like Pat Mahomes better or Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. He kind of goes by both sometimes. I think he's more Pat Mahomes. I like Patty. I've heard both. Patty Mahomes. Patty? Okay. You, Patty. I- you Irish got to stick together. Yeah. I'll take Patty Mahomes, <laughs> the best Irish player in the NFL. All right. I'm going with, the, of course, the second best running back to Michelle, C.J. Anderson. And and I'm gonna Pete's go. He's drafting backups already. I'm gonna go with Hill. I'm actually get one good player. Peter, are you trying to win this I'm week? Get one. <laughs> I'm gonna get whoa, one whoa, good player. Whoa, just to be clear, <laughs> which Hill are we talking about here? Uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom, right? Ooh, no, no. Tyreek Hill. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will then take another Chief running back, Damian Williams. He did good last week for me. Be funny when wears back. <laughs> right. Julian Edelman and James White. I like those doubling up in the Patriots. Um I'm gonna debate do I need a third chief or start getting the Rams passing game. I'm gonna take Robert Woods. And of course I gotta get all your Mahomes targets. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Kelsey. So you have Hill and Kelsey. Hill and Kelsey. And then I'm going to get the best quarterback because nobody picked the Patriots last week. I got to go with Brady. 
That's Even though I'm Patriots picking the Chiefs. Overlooked. Uh, I'll close it out by having all the Rams passing game cooks. And thanks for giving me Drew Brees, guys. Yeah, you don't matter. It doesn't matter. So Andy obviously has the best team, but my team is... <laughs> I'm going to go with Tommy Brady, Sony Michelle, CJ Anderson, Tyreek Hill, and Mr. Kelsey. I have Mahomes, Williams and Kamara, Woods and Cooks. And, Ooh, and, Mr. and Mr. Relevant over here, because I've already won, but I'll probably get first again. Drew Brees, Gurley, James White, Michael Thomas, and Edelman. Yep. Enjoy your King's Feast at Long John Silver's. We're going to go to the one attached to Taco Bell. The one that's attached to Taco Bell. Long John Silver's, would you like to be a sponsor? Oh, I would destroy a toilet after that one. I don't think I've ever been there. Speaking of bathroom etiquette, you'll need it after eating anything. It all comes around, fellas. Full circle. Full circle. It's a circle of life. Good job by you guys. Fun episode. We did Thanks it. for joining us. Hey, don't forget to reach out to us, mailbag, to get questions in about Frank. Love to, love to get those. Social media, facebook.com slash questionable to return, Twitter, Q2 return, and personally, Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. You can find me at Mike R. Daly. You can find me at P. Cozy Jr. All right, guys. We- got an uptick in, in listeners we appreciate that keep sharing it with friends family we appreciate it five star reviews really help so with that we'll catch you with an episode of frank can't wait to see you goodbye everybody